it wasn't as easy as we thought. Uh, we did uh, do the proper planning and we engaged with the police and the MPD. But we need to appreciate that uh, some of these buildings, like the one we've attended to yesterday, uh, the point of connection where we needed them to cut is actually located at the basement of the building. That literally means uh, the landlord also ever caretaker needed to give us access into the premises. So that is where they then the scaffold started because when we, when we arrived, they then said, listen, we are not going to open for you. And they were saying they've got these papers and those papers. But finally, we were able to get in and we were able to really cut off the building. So was that one of the four buildings? Or did you manage to cut off all the ones that you set out to cut off on the day? Uh, look, we did not cut the, the other three. We only cut one because at a time when we were getting delayed and we were being taken from pillar to post, uh, there was a bit of a mobilization on the very same street. Obviously, we had all the law enforcement agencies and whosoever was nearby was able to see that there is an operation that is taking place. And therefore, those other buildings, they realized as well that maybe they would be next uh, in terms of the cutoff. They then started to, to mobilize and they joined the first building in terms of chanting and shouting at us. We then assessed the situation. We said, I think uh, for the safety of everyone around, we then needed to, to withdraw our resources. Mr. Teller, what is the total target of buildings you hope to uh, visit and cut off over the course of this operation? Look, I don't have it uh, the least with me right now, but there's a substantial number of buildings in the inner city that can go beyond 50 towards actually 100. Uh, we will be intensifying this. We will go to the drawing board, obviously, where we will then say maybe per week how many buildings do we actually go to and all that, because surely you will appreciate we need this uh, revenue. Uh, that is uh, as a result of the consumption of the services uh, by the tenants in those buildings. So are we correct uh, in stating that uh, these four buildings that you targeted yesterday owe the city close to 20 million rand in unpaid electricity consumption? Look, that is correct. Uh, obviously, even as we speak right now, uh, the consumption uh, which is going through, because you are not really talking of electricity only, but we also talk about water, the consumption is going up. If it were to be 10 rand yesterday, surely today is around about 12 rand. So it is correct, and I think that amount may be under, you know, understated. Uh, you may be talking uh, more than that. And this is just for four buildings? Uh, yeah, obviously those buildings, I think the one we, we targeted yesterday, the first one was owing us uh, in a region of around about 4 million. And the other buildings, I think you talk of a region 2 million, 3 million, 5 million. But in total, if you were to look at all the, well, I would call them the buildings that are not necessarily paying for their services in the inner city, either hijacked or otherwise, that the, the, the amount is quite very substantial. What is substantial, Mr. Teller? Uh, uh, looking at uh, overall the inner city, um, how much is the city owed by buildings within the inner city collectively? Uh, I, I, I would have to, one would have to go back and look at, at those numbers. But I can tell you now without any fear of contradiction even in the, in the future. Uh, if one look at the city, uh, we are not owed less than 50 million. Just the inner city, I'm talking of the buildings around there. We are not owed less than 50 million. 
Well, I would imagine because if these four buildings would owe 20 million and uh, just thinking of how many buildings there are, uh, I would imagine it would be way over 50 million. But uh, be that as it may, as the head of risk and security, Mr. Teller, as residents of Joburg paying residents, you know, you just come on a few days late, you will receive a cutoff notice. Uh, they are coming to cut off your electricity. So how then does it happen that debt accrues to uh, the amounts that it has in the inner city? Uh, you, you know, you know how, how how this actually happened is that we we find ourselves uh, in this what I will call a vicious cycle, because in most of these buildings where you find that well they are termed hijacked, you will send all the pre-termination notices and what what, and no one is going to respond to that. Then you go up to cutoff we normally call that level one, maybe up to level three. You then find that no one is coming forward either to pay or to make arrangements in the form of acknowledgement of that. But then you then find that the, the they then collude with other, you know, sort of uh, electricians or people who are familiar with our network to then go and reconnect them illegally. And that's where you find that we enter into a vicious cycle because you, you will understand the number of the buildings or the number of areas we service we cannot necessarily afford that we focus on one building on a day-to-day -day basis. So you then find that the same same building we've cut off like today or yesterday, we will revisit it again after a month. And by that time, you find that they've actually accumulated a lot of money. And I think that building we attended to yesterday when I interacted with my team, they said to me they've already cut it more than nine times. So in this instance, uh, all systems that you are currently trying to apply in order to enforce the law here are failing, is what you are saying? It's not really that they are failing. One will have to appreciate how, how our electricity network infrastructure is designed. The way it was designed, it was meant that people will voluntarily, you know, comply. So right now we are enforced that we have to do some extraordinary measures which are even outside the electricity 101, uh, you know, type of a manual, uh, to the extent that when we cut them in the basement, as like the one yesterday, you will then find that they then go and buy their own wires, they come and reconnect. That then necessitates us that we then go upstream, we isolate other customers, we inconvenience other customers, we try then to isolate the specific wires that are now supplying that specific building. And in instances where you find that those wires, they actually split underground, it then becomes difficult to isolate this one building uh, away from the other supply line that is actually, you know, servicing another you know, compliant uh, type of a, of a customer. Those are the challenges because now you have to balance between electricity and the law enforcement and recouping money uh, from the services we are providing to these people. So what is the solution, uh, Mr. Teller? It, it, well, yesterday, uh, I, I, I'm a person who normally look at the positives. I mean, when we're interacting with, uh, you know, uh, I mean, during the pandemonium, there is a couple of glimpses of positives I've actually picked up there which I think they could be able to take us forward in terms of engagement. Uh, briefly, uh, there are three critical stakeholders uh, that are involved in this. It's us as a city of Johannesburg, obviously, we need to recoup our revenue. 
But secondly, you then have the owner of the building who is nowhere to be found, has abandoned the building, has came to us to close down the account or even open a case with the police on the basis of the hijacking. But then you also have the occupiers or the tenants, the people who are currently occupying that building. You see, there is an opportunity that if those parties were you were to have an opportunity to engage them, I'm quite very confident that you could be able to have a solution to resolve these type of issues without necessarily raising arms. Hmm. And uh, paying residents, you know, that sort of opportunity to negotiate, to say, you know what, I'm short this month, Mr. Tellerman. Uh, things are not good. Uh, the inflation rate is skyrocketing and I'm really struggling. Uh, can we come to such agreements as well? Look, I think as a city of Johannesburg, uh, we are actually pro the poor. We understand the effects of COVID-19 and the economic downturn and the likes. I think surely when people come forward and say, listen, I'm unable to service, uh, you know, uh, uh, the services you are giving to me during this month, we always then say, okay, let's enter into an arrangement. That's why even these uh, buildings and every properties, when we cut them, we don't necessarily say give us the whole amount we are owing. We just simply say to us, give us a specific sizable uh, sort of a, a deposit, and then let's enter into an acknowledgement of debt of some sort, where then you will continue, you know, uh, you know servicing the debt. Uh, if I go down to Jorison, will the people who are servicing me there, will they know that? Will they engage me in that way, Mr. Teller? Look, that is actually my understanding. Uh, they may be operating on, uh, you know, those specific uh, credit control rule books. But I'm saying that is how uh, my team, because I did the team of revenue protection. And obviously, when they cut off uh, the people, there is always a minimum an amount that is set in terms of, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the deposit. Uh, that will then allow you to enter into an acknowledgement of that. But I think obviously, obviously, we we as a city, we are not, uh, I will call it, uh, maybe arrogant to our our, our citizens. Uh, that's why we even have uh, the expanded uh, social program where we take care uh, of, uh, you know, the, the pensioners and any other person who might have been unemployed in, in one way or another, where you can apply for that. And then we can then be able to give you what we call a basic uh, 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 free electricity. Okay. We will leave it there, Mr. Teller. Uh, we'll follow up. Uh, let us know when you cut out uh, the next. Uh, but, but just before you go, have you checked on that building again uh, today? Uh, are they not back up? Have they not reconnected yet? Uh, well, I've, I've since sent my team. But the way we've taken, we've isolated them yesterday, even if they were to attempt to, to do the, 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 the reconnection, uh, they will not necessarily be able to do it within a day. They will have to do it. They will have to take uh, more or less three, four, five days to do that. Right. Hopefully you'll check in and let us know. Mr. Teller, thanks for your time. Uh, Head of Risk and Security at Johannesburg City Power, uh, Mr. Sergeant Teller, they're speaking to us.